0: This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1482. What's your TDEE and how can you impact it? By Sam Lynch of fitinitiative.co.uk. And I'm your host and narrator, Dr. Neil. Hey there, happy middle of the week Wednesday and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I read some of the best health and fitness blogs to you, usually with a bit of my own commentary at the end. Now don't forget, I answer your questions right here every Friday. And remember, you can send in your question to health at oldpodcast.com. All right, it's Wednesday, and like I do every Wednesday, I wanna share a little bit of inspiration with you. So here we go. Quote, cowards and champions have the same fears. The difference is how they attack them. Ben Bergeron. All right, with that, now that we're in the right frame of mind, let's get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. What is your TDEE and how can you impact it? By Sam Lynch of fitinitiative.co.uk. Your TDEE stands for your total daily energy expenditure and makes up the calories out portion of the calories in, calories out model of weight loss. The calories in, calories out model of weight loss is the most accepted weight loss model and is built off the premise that Calories in versus calories out is what governs whether we lose weight, gain weight, or maintain weight. When calories in exceed calories out, we gain weight. When calories out exceed calories in, we lose weight. Where calories in are equal to calories out, we maintain weight. Now, it's important to note that your weight is made up of more than just your fat mass and lean mass and that there's more to the mechanisms behind this model than the simple idea suggests. For example, what drives and influences each side of the model are important to factor in. However, all of that is beyond the scope of this article, so we're going to focus on your total daily energy expenditure, which is a huge factor that the majority of people should be focusing on. Your total daily energy expenditure makes up the best part of what is considered to be your metabolism. Which is characterized by the chemical processes and systems in motion that make your metabolism function how it does. Each person's total daily energy expenditure will vary, as there are multiple components at play, which are affected by lifestyle, genetics, activity level, fat mass, lean mass, eating habits, dietary history, age, socioeconomic status, culture, and more. The four components of your total daily energy expenditure are 1. Resting metabolic rate, or RMR, two, non exercise activity thermogenesis, or NEAT, three, exercise activity thermogenesis, or EAT, and four, thermic effect of food, or TEF. Here, we'll overview each component, why it matters, and where you should focus your efforts to create an impact. Resting metabolic rate. Resting metabolic rate is not to be confused with your basal metabolic rate. Basal metabolic rate is the minimum level of energy we need to use to maintain vital functions of the body. Imagine sleeping with no food in your stomach and your body is doing the bare minimum to keep you alive. While that number is nice to have, it doesn't reflect real people with real lives. Resting metabolic rate paints a more accurate picture as it takes into consideration other things like digestion, small movements, and how we actually live. Your resting metabolic rate by far creates the biggest energy expenditure day-to-day, accounting for between 50 to 70% of your total daily energy expenditure, depending on the individual. 60% is the generally accepted figure, which is still a huge portion of your total daily energy expenditure. The reason it accounts for so much is simply because it's hard work being a human and the vital functions of our body require a lot of energy. And despite what some believe, most folks' metabolisms aren't damaged. Non-exercise activity thermogenesis, or NEAT. A fantastic tool and powerful driver for fat loss is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, because this accounts for all of your daily movement and physical activity that isn't purposeful exercise. Think of those slow-burning, low-intensity things you do that require calories. These things include walking, chores, fidgeting, pacing, playing with children, and so on. Non-exercise activity thermogenesis can be a powerful tool because it accounts for a massive 30% of your total daily energy expenditure and is something that you can directly control. Activities that are considered non-exercise activity thermogenesis are also low-fatiguing, require no skill, fit into your daily life, and can often be upscaled if needed. Exercise activity thermogenesis is what would be considered purposeful exercise. Exercise comes in many forms, and some people are more active than others. So the amount at which your exercise activity thermogenesis contributes to your total daily energy expenditure will depend on what exercise you do, how long you do it for, and how often you do it those that are considered sedentary will expend between 10 to 15% of their total daily energy expenditure through exercise, whereas more active individuals such as athletes can expend up to 30%. While exercise activity thermogenesis is a useful tool, time spent doing purposeful exercise each week tends to be limited for the majority of people. While three separate workouts you do each week feel hard, in the grander scheme of things, The time spent during these activities is overshadowed if you live an otherwise sedentary lifestyle. Your body will also generally become more efficient at using exercise activity thermogenesis, and it's often overestimated how much this contributes to a personal total daily energy expenditure. Having said that, purposeful exercise has a whole host of other benefits and secondary outcomes that will further improve your life, physical, and mental health not to mention some of the direct implications, like when you resistance train, it's gonna definitely improve your lean body mass and overall body composition. Both of these things can alter your resting metabolic rate and your total daily energy expenditure in the longer term. Thermic effect of food, or TEF. The thermic effect of food or feeding accounts for the increase in metabolic rate from the processes of digestion and absorption. Digesting and absorbing food doesn't come for free. And ironically, it costs us energy to break down food for energy. The thermic effect of food accounts for up to 10% of your total daily energy expenditure. And this figure is affected by the macronutrients you consume. Each macronutrient will have different thermic effects with protein producing the highest thermic effect of food with 20 to 30% of these calories being used for digestion and metabolism. Just for comparison purposes, carbohydrates have a thermic effect of five to 10%, and fats, zero to 3%. I mean, you ever wonder why you get the meat sweats when you down that tomahawk steak? Well, all that protein takes a lot of energy to process. Can I change my resting metabolic rate? For the most part, your resting metabolic rate is what it is and will change and adapt as your body does. In general, An increase in lean mass will increase your resting metabolic rate since lean tissue requires more energy, but fat levels may also increase it. Your resting metabolic rate is largely impacted by the metabolically active tissues of the body with the highest energy demand coming from the heart and kidneys, then the brain and then the liver. The amount your skeletal muscle and fat mass contribute pales in comparison to these tissues. It's also important to note that people with the same body composition may also differ in their resting metabolic rates, and this occurs naturally. So trying to change your resting metabolic rate shouldn't be the focus. If you're looking to lose weight, then the use of resistance training may be the most beneficial thing you can do because that helps you build lean mass, reduce fat mass, and improve your body composition overall. This may in turn help you to maintain your resting metabolic rate or even increase it as you lose weight or maintain your weight. With a higher or even similar resting metabolic rate, but a lower body weight, you can reduce the risk of putting on weight and therefore putting on fat weight. What to focus on? Instead of focusing your attention on your resting metabolic rate, focus on those things you can control. For example, your exercise activity thermogenesis, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, and the thermic effect of food can all be impacted by your actions. Here are simple things you can do to impact each and potentially increase your total daily energy expenditure. When it comes to the thermic effect of food, eat more protein and less processed foods. When it comes to non-exercise activity thermogenesis, walk more. For example, aiming to get seven to 10,000 steps a day is a good starting point. If you're at your desk, try standing at your desk, and incorporate more household chores into your daily routine. When it comes to your exercise activity thermogenesis, participate in three to four purposeful exercise sessions per week, and ideally, some of those should be resistance-based. And as always, the main thing is finding what you can do consistently. Considerations. Now, these numbers are variable and provide a general guideline to what contributes to your total daily energy expenditure. Resting metabolic rate can differ between people significantly, as can all of those other variables we discussed. Any calculator you use will give you an indirect method of measuring your total daily energy expenditure and should be taken with a pinch of salt. Even the most direct methods of measuring metabolism don't take into consideration how someone actually lives their life, Use numbers and information like this as a starting point, which is then guided by the outcomes of your actions. You just listened to the post titled, What is your TDEE and how can you impact it? By Sam Lynch of fitinitiative.co.uk. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So, Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Now, Sam's final point is a really important one. The information that was shared about calculating your total daily energy expenditure is just a starting point. There's no need to try and measure every single calorie you consume and every single calorie you burn. In fact, it's nearly impossible to do that without some very sophisticated equipment. And even then, it's still gonna be inaccurate. In fact, studies have shown that many of the calorie trackers that are really popular, whether they track the calories you consume or the calories you burn, are inaccurate. So you might be wondering then, well, what's the point of tracking at all? If it's inaccurate anyway, then why bother? Well, here's the thing. The mere act of tracking your food intake and your activity levels makes you more aware of what you're doing. So while the information may be inaccurate, the simple act of actually recording your food intake, what goes in, and your activity, what you're burning, will make you more aware of your habits. Think of it this way. When you track your calorie intake, you have to write down or enter into an app the type of food you ate and drank as well as the portion you consumed. By simply knowing that you have to keep track of everything you eat and drink Along with the portions, you'll think twice before consuming that extra slice of pizza or having that can of soda. Now, the same rule applies to exercise. When we're tracking our activity levels, ending the day with zero minutes of activity on our trackers is pretty heartbreaking. So tracking our steps and our purposeful activities often motivates us to move more throughout the day. This is why knowing some of this information can be helpful towards reaching our goals it can serve as a starting point, a rough estimate of where we need to be. From there, we can refine. All right, that does it for today. I hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I'll see you back here for tomorrow's show where your optimal life awaits.